Monday morning, and you know what that means, dreamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station of This is Daz Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ. Landon the Dazdone kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of Disney news. Now, emphasis on the Isolation Station of Love the isolation part of that whole thing because it's just me this week. Steffers is off on assignment. I actually think she went down to go see the newly returned Fantasmic in Disney's Hollywood Studios and got lost in the throng of humanity. We'll get to that in a second. But she'll be back next week. Uh, love Steffers. Go follow her on Twitter at It's Steffers and uh, her podcast, Adventures with Steffers. And that's also her blog. But be sure and go show her love. Hopefully you had a good week uh, last week and your week is going to be great this week as well um uh i can't believe we're now in november uh thanksgiving just right around the corner and then holy crap then it's going to be christmas time and then 2023 is just off on the horizon now uh speaking of christmas we are going to be talking about more christmassy things down in the house of the mouse but biggest news story I did mention the newly returned Fantasmic nighttime show in Disney's Hollywood Studios. This is a highly anticipated, much beloved show, some might say. If Steffers would hear, she would be saying, duh, and of course, and other snarky things that young people say to me, uh, because, you know, she is noted young person Steffers. Uh, but she's not alone when it comes to loving Fantasmic, because, uh, there was a massive crowd of humanity when Fantasmic returned last week in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Guests waited four hours along Sunset Boulevard for the return of Fantasmic. Disney did not offer Genie Plus or virtual queue options, so the line for Fantasmic quickly grew. We're talking it grew down Sunset Boulevard, rounded round the corner along Hollywood Boulevard and then right towards the entrance of Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now, if you've been in Disney's Hollywood Studios, you know where the Fantasmic show takes place. It's in the, what, what, Hollywood Bowl thing or whatever. So it's right up there. You go right down uh, uh, Hollywood Boulevard. It's right up there next to uh, Tower of Terror. But it's, 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 it's not, you know, next door to the entrance it's it's a it's a little bit away but the line wrapped all the way towards the entrance of hollywood studios a disney notified guests via push notification through the app that the first performance of phantasmic quickly reached capacity shortly before the 7.30 p.m. window and advised them to try for the 9.30 p.m. performance. Now, if you remember, Disney did make the decision to run two shows a night for the first week of Fantasmic's return, which I think was a great call because if uh, you saw the crowds that it pulled on uh, social media, well, not the crowds that it pulled on social media, the crowds of people that were posted on social media. I think it was a very smart move to have multiple showings. Uh, at Hollywood Hills Amphitheater, that's where Fantasmic uh, is performed. Uh, there we go, I knew I was close. Uh, the Hollywood Hills Amphitheater fits uh, around 10,000 guests. We're talking almost 7,000 seating capacity, 3,000 standing room capacity. And like I said, uh, this had a line 
for hours. And there was uh, some pushback, some hullabaloo, some uh, consternation, let's just say, when it came to line buildup. Uh, like I said, there was no Genie Plus. There was no virtual queue option for the initial return of Fantasmic. And this was a very hotly anticipated show to come back, a much beloved show to come back. So people showed up and uh, I think all 10,000 seats, seats and standing room were taken up in the Hollywood Hills Amphitheater, at least for the first couple shows. Uh, but, uh, and, and if you do remember, this is kind of a new look when it comes to Fantasmic, particularly some new scenes. Um, uh, Disney did announce uh, some changes before it reopened. Uh, you know, Pocahontas in the original show, Pocahontas had a scene. Well, that scene has been removed, but Pocahontas herself does remain in Fantasmic. Uh, and with the return of Fantasmic, it does include uh, some all new sequences featuring quote-unquote life heroic moments from Disney stories such as Moana, Mulan, yes, that noise you heard very far off in the distance was Steffers squealing, Aladdin, Pocahontas, as previously mentioned, and Frozen 2, specifically. Other segments return like the Waltz of the Princesses, and uh, Mickey Mouse still battles the forces of evil in this new iteration of Fantasmic. Uh, Mulan is a part of the new highly energetic act. Uh, the new hero sequence features a high energy Aladdin chase with, with quote, stunts never before seen in the Fantasmic stage show. A quote, powerful scene with Elsa set to the song, Show Yourself, that is sure to <clears throat> thaw the most frozen of hearts in a stirring moment with Pocahontas, Moana, and Mulan. And a little bit of a fun fact, uh, Steffers and I brought this up a couple weeks ago, but it's such a fun fact, I want to reiterate it. Uh, to help with the uh, choreography with the authentic Chinese martial arts that are featured in Mulan's scene, the uh, creative team brought in Mimi Chan. Now, Mimi Chan is the original muse uh, and model animators used when bringing the character of Mulan to life in the 1998 animated film. I think that's pretty cool. Now, the uh, show combines live performers with, uh, quote, stunning special effects, colorful pyrotechnic explosions, animation, and dancing waters synchronized to the melody of timeless Disney classics, end quote. And the uh, finale boat has been refurbished and does contain some of these new characters. Now, obviously, I haven't had a chance to uh, take in the new iteration of Fantasmic, but I enjoyed the original Fantasmic stage show that we had. I look very much forward to being able to check out this new iteration of Fantasmic that is being now performed in Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I think uh, on previous podcasts, I've said that it has felt like Hollywood Studios has been missing something and I pointed specifically to not having a nighttime show, not having something like Fantasmic to kind of cap your evening off in Hollywood Studios. Um, so I'm very much glad to see Hollywood Studios has its nighttime show. It has its goodnight kiss back, so to speak, in Fantasmic. And uh, early reviews seem to be people 
people are enjoying the new Fantasmic. Like I said, I look forward to uh, checking it out for myself when I'm down uh, on my next trip. Uh, maybe in February, because I might have been uh, booking a trip down in February. But uh, that is for a trip down in February. But something that won't be going on on my next trip is Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Because once again, here we are talking about more dates have sold out for the Very Merry Christmas Party. Five new dates, as a matter of fact, have sold out since the last time I joined you on your uh, podcast player, however you download this fine podcast. The new dates that have sold out, November 14th, November 15th, November 18th, November 27th, and then December 20th. That now means November 8th, 10th, 11th, 14th, 15th, 17th, 18th, 20th, 22nd, and 27th of November are all sold out. As of this recording, there is one November Very Merry Christmas Party left. November 29th is your only option left if you and your party want to attend Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Now, in the month of December, you do still have options. The only dates sold out for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party at this point are going to be December 6th, 18th, 20th, and 22nd. You do still have quite a uh, swath, let's just say, of dates to choose from when it comes to December. But again, and at the risk of sounding like a broken record, I mean... I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'll say it again. I don't want y'all to miss out on the date that you guys want to go down for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party if this is something that you guys, quote, have to do to make the holidays feel like the holidays. If this is part of your Christmas tradition, I don't want you guys to be left out in the cold because going back to what we saw for Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party, week after week, it felt like we talked about and we did talk about how, okay, this chunk of Halloween parties have sold out now. Okay, this chunk of Halloween parties have now sold out. And before we knew it, the entire dang thing was sold out. And I think we're going to end up seeing that again for Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. Now, I, I'm, you know, team Halloween, but that's not to sleep on Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. Uh, I asked y'all last week, what is a favorite holiday memory when it comes down to being in the parks y'all threw some amazing answers at me on social media as you always do we're going to be reading those answers at the end of the podcast so be sure and listen you might be able to hear your answer read on this podcast but if you do find yourself down for mickey's very merry christmas party in addition to the parades in addition to the snope uh, as you walk down Main Street, USA, in addition to getting, you know, hot chocolate and cookies and stuff, you might be asking, what can you do if you're there for the very Merry Christmas party? There's some rides that have quote-unquote holiday overlays. One of those rides is the Jungle Cruise slash Jingle Cruise. Uh, we now have seen the Jingle Cruise is in operation for 2022. I love the Jungle Cruise, and I love the Jingle Cruise. I think it's fun. Uh, if you are a fan of the Jungle Cruise and uh, Christmas puns, 
I think you're gonna dig the Jingle Cruise. Now, Jingle Cruise is gonna be the only attraction with a holiday overlay in Adventureland, but I mean, stuff like uh, the Magic Carpets of Aladdin are still gonna be open. Pirates of the Caribbean is still gonna be running during Mickey Mickey's very Merry Christmas party, but you know, it's not like Captain Jack is gonna be putting on a Santa hat, though that would be pretty dope, right? Uh, Frontierland, Big Thunder will be running, Splash Mountain, in theory, will be running, but, uh, you know, who knows. Uh, Haunted Mansion will be running. Doesn't have the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay like Disneyland does. Uh, don't let people tell you otherwise. As of yet, the Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion overlay, that is a Disneyland exclusive thing. That's something I'd like to see in the in the future. Don't know if it'll ever make it out to the left coast don't know if it'll ever make it out to uh, Walt Disney World. That might stay exclusive to the left coast out there uh, in California. IA. Heading over to Fantasyland, your only attraction that's going to have a holiday overlay, that's going to be the Mad Tea Party. Um, um, you know, cups, spinning cups. So uh, your mileage may vary. Uh, take some Dramamine or Pepto or ginger ale or all of the above, depending on... Uh, uh, your your constitution, so to speak. But you're still going to have stuff like Barnstormer is going to be open. Uh, it's a small world. Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Peter Pan's Flight. Seven Dwarves Mine will be up and running. But no holiday overlay. Moving over to Tomorrowland. This is where you're going to find more quote-unquote holiday overlays. And uh, one in particular kind of surprised me. Astro Orbiter. No, that's not that's not the one that surprised me. Astro Orbiter will be up and running, as will uh, Buzz Lightyear's uh, Space Ranger Spin. Uh, and the uh, People Mover, the TTA, much beloved on this podcast, and uh, People with Taste, will be up and running. Doesn't have a holiday overlay, though. Um, the Tomorrowland Speedway Racer, uh, that has a Through the Holidays overlay. The Monster Inc. Laugh Lore will have their holiday show running, but this... This is the one that kind of surprised me. Space Mountain has their holiday run going. Uh, Space Mountain with a holiday overlay. Okay, well played, Space Mountain. But, I mean, if you think about it, uh, during Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party, Space Mountain has its, you know, uh, quote-unquote Halloween overlay. So why wouldn't Space Mountain want to get in on the... uh, on the Christmas festivities. So those are some things that you and your party can do if you're heading down for uh, Mickey's very merry Christmas party. In addition to, you know, the parades, the character meet and greets when they're, you know, wearing their Santa costumes or fun Christmas sweaters and all that fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, like I said before, I'm a fan of Halloween. Therefore, I like Mickey's not so scary more than very merry, but that is not throwing any shade on Very Merry. Uh, it is a phenomenal party. Uh, kind of bummed that I'm not going to be able to attend this year. Um, uh, but I do look forward to uh, Steffer's report because I do know that Steffer's is going to be attending this year's festivities and uh, look forward to hearing what she has to say. Honestly, I'm kind of bummed that I'm not going to be able to see any of Disney's holiday, Christmas, whatever you want to call it, decor, because Disney has some phenomenal holiday decor, and we're seeing more and more of it show up around the parks. Uh, Last week, we saw it being installed, almost fully installed, uh, around the parks. Uh, If you haven't seen the, uh, the... 
Oh, I'm, is is it an Imagineer story uh, on Disney Plus? It might be one of those where where they go overnight. The very last uh, Mickey's not so scary. As soon as that's over, they start taking down all the uh, all the Halloween decorations and start putting up all the Christmas decorations in the Magic Kingdom in the span of like a handful of hours so it can open on November 1st in all of its Christmas splendor. It's phenomenal. But uh, we saw it around all the parks. I mean, we're talking Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom. We, uh, Steffers and I talked last week that they were already putting some of the uh, animal luminaries up last week. And we saw it uh, this past week. Uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios is now almost completely decked out in its Christmas glory. I mean, as soon as you walk into Hollywood Studios at this point, even where you buy your tickets, where you scan in, it has festive garland up, it has ornaments, it has Santa Clauses hanging up, stars uh, down uh, down the boulevard and stuff like that. Uh, and then over there, uh, Gertie, the big giant dinosaur, she's wearing her... Santa hat has an ornament hanging out of her mouth. The uh, partially drained pond has uh, has ornaments floating in it. I think it looks awesome. Um, Echo Echo Lake. That's that's what it's called. There there we go. Circle gets the square around uh, center stage and stuff like that. Um, if y'all haven't been down to uh, to Disney during the holidays, it is it is it is it's phenomenal. I mean, like even even Toy Story Land is getting in on the uh, on the holiday decorations and I didn't know they did this I mean when you walk in to Toy Story Land there's there's Woody to greet you and he's wearing he's wearing a scarf and the Toy Story Land sign has uh has what looks like Christmas lights wrapped around it it has ornaments well big giant wooden ornaments hanging on the Toy Story Land sign um around Slinky Dog's uh Slinky Dog Dash uh the, the the Rex toy inside the uh, the ride itself has has uh, antlers on it. Uh, there's there's Christmas lights inside the ride all throughout the land. Uh, you know there's there, there's just Christmas stuff. And in addition to that, it's like speaking of Slinky Dog Dash, uh, you can hear jingle bells while you're on the ride. Uh, I did not realize that Slinky Dog and uh, Alien Spinning uh, Saucer. Or as we like to call it on this uh, podcast, ass alien spinning saucer. Uh, they 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 have holiday songs that play throughout it. Um, I, I I think that's awesome that Disney and the attractions seems like no matter what park you're going to, you're going to be able to get in on the holiday season, get in on the festivities of the season. I think that's awesome. So you know, uh, again. If you haven't been down to uh, Disney during the holidays, highly recommend you checking that out. But you can get in on the holiday festivities even outside of the parks. One of the things that I'm a big fan of when I go down to Walt Disney World is going to the resorts. Yeah, seriously. It's like you don't even have to go into the parks to enjoy the magic of Walt Disney even to enjoy the Christmas magic of Walt Disney, because something cool that Disney does around the holidays, they have these massive gingerbread houses spread out at 
their resorts. Well, some of the resorts. And uh, Disney has just released a list of the gingerbread displays that you can find at Walt Disney World this year. Uh, here is their announcement, quote, Over at the Walt Disney World Resort, there are multiple displays to be explored at various resorts. Let's kick things off with the most famous house of all, the gingerbread house at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Beginning November 9th, you can view clouds of cinnamon billowing out of the chimney of this life-size storybook gingerbread house made from a classic Austrian recipe. This house is adorned with white chocolate, candy canes, edible snowflakes, sugar poinsettias, and 25, yes, 25 hidden Mickeys. Along the porches, you'll find an 85-pound chocolate Santa, nutcrackers, toy soldiers, and snowmen that have all been hand-painted by the Grand Floridian Bakery Team. As the 50th anniversary celebration at Walt Disney World Resort continues, this year's display will feature colors and accents inspired by the signature iridescent look. You can even get limited edition pins, mugs, holiday ornaments, and treats. Some of the goodies you can purchase from the gingerbread house include freshly baked homemade items such as gingerbread Mickeys and shingles, brownie Christmas trees, and a chocolate peppermint bark, house-made gingerbread ornaments and gingerbread houses, new items like the gingerbread latte whoopie pies and hot cocoa bombs, assorted gingerbread cookie bags, marshmallow pops, and a caramel pecan fudge bars, and for gluten-free options, gluten-friendly, plant-based, and no-sugar-added treats. And then Grand Floridian combo boxes featuring an assortment of fan-favorite treats, including the Chocolate Mickey ornament exclusive to the combo box. Now, let's take an adventure over to the Disney Animal Kingdom Lodge, which on November 23rd will be home to a wild display, a life-size baby gingerbread giraffe and baby zebra. This year continues the new tradition begun last year with a life-size baby giraffe, or should we say, <sighs> gingeraffe. Really, Disney? Anyway, in addition to this gingerbread guest, this there's a new animal grazing into the lobby. You'll soon be able to see an adorable life-sized baby zebra made of gingerbread, of course. Starting December 6th, you'll even be able to purchase a gingerraffe cookie to enjoy. Over in the lobby of Disney's Beach Club Resort, a holiday classic has returned. Since 1999, this resort has been home to the life-size carousel. Did I mention that it actually spins? This carousel and its horses are masterfully created with sugar, chocolate, and fondant along with hand-painted characters and handcrafted gingerbread shingles with snowflakes decorating the display. And what makes this year even more special is that all the horses celebrate a different Disney princess. See if you can guess who each one represents. Commemorate your holiday viewing with a limited edition pin, mug, holiday ornaments, and treats including candied pecans, which are plant-based, a trio of fudge, uh, chocolate-covered marshmallow snowmen, crispy rice treats, or rice crispy treats, uh, chocolate Mickey cookies, which are new this year, uh, peppermint bark, gingerbread shingle, a uh, chocolate gingerbread cookie, and uh, a gingerbread cookie. Those last two options are going to be 
gluten-friendly. And then across the way at Disney's Boardwalk Inn is <clears throat> sure to impress Disney's, these puns are killing me, uh, with its display, which will be returning on November 17th. This incredible gingerbread creation is a miniature edible version of your favorite spot along Crescent Lake, the Boardwalk Deli. Before leaving, be sure to check out some of the treats you can take home with you, if you like, such as Mickey and Minnie sugar cookies, the new Boardwalk Mickey sugar cookies, also new, the giant gingerbread Mickey cookie, gluten-friendly and plant-based gingerbread Mickey cookie, the artisan peppermint marshmallows, uh, carnival bark, and the gingerbread frost cocktail. And then this year is very exciting for Disney's Contemporary Resort because its display is back. This is the 11th year the Contemporary Bakery team has created a masterpiece, so how appropriate that it will open on November 11th at 11 a.m. The 50th anniversary-themed castle display is a Mary Blair-inspired castle designed by Walt Disney Imagineers and will feature a brand-new 50th anniversary overlay and 11 hidden five-legged goats. Don't forget to check out limited edition pins, mugs, and holiday ornaments to remember the season. There are also plenty of treats you can get, uh, including the 50th anniversary gingerbread castle brick, a family traditional cookie box, uh, chocolate peppermint cookies, Linzer cookies, gluten-friendly five-legged goat sugar cookies, uh, dark chocolate peppermint holiday bars, hot cocoa bombs, and then frozen drinks with optional alcohol floaters. And then there is several spots across the resort featuring uh, some alcohol options, including a gingerbread martini. So, uh, like I said, you can get in on the holiday festivities even without a ticket to the parks. You can just head to the resorts and go look at these pieces of art that these Imagineers, these bakers are able to pull off with gingerbread and, you know, get an ornament, get a mug, and uh, or, or get a cookie. And, and, and enjoy it that way. But if you are heading over to the parks, uh, the American Adventure at Epcot also has a display that will be available beginning November 25th. The uh, unique display recreates some classic monuments in America and Epcot uh, with gingerbread versions of the Lincoln Memorial, Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, uh, the American Adventure Building with Regal Eagle Smokehouse, uh, and a festival kiosk. So, you know, uh, right up there with important American structures, you got the Lincoln Memorial and the Regal Eagle Smokehouse made of gingerbread, you know. So there you go. Um, oh, that was that was a lot to say. Uh, Landon needs a drink here real quick. There we go. But uh, yeah. Man, just talking about all that stuff makes me really miss the fact that I'm, I'm not going to be down there uh, for uh, Christmas in Walt Disney World. But uh, some stuff that is going to be happening, in theory, after Christmas. Well, one of these things might not be happening after Christmas. It's a rare character meet and greet. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the rare character meet and greet. Um, as you probably know, or if you listened to last week's podcast, uh, talking on the Mr. Toad's uh, popcorn bucket that uh, dropped last week in Magic Kingdom. Uh, people were very excited about that, and that drew some uh, humans to the park, particularly to the Tomorrowland area where the popcorn bucket was sold. And uh, Disney, I think, had the smart idea 
kind of counter-programming, a way to uh, draw people maybe away from the line or give them something to do in addition to just standing in line uh, in Tomorrowland waiting for their popcorn bucket. They broke out a uh, rare meet-and-greet talking Chippendale in their Tomorrowland costumes. Now, if you're not familiar with them, well, well, Chippendale, you see, they're two squirrel. No, no, you, you know who Chippendale are, but particularly their Tomorrowland costumes. Uh, I was not super familiar with this. Uh, they're kind of, you know, vests. Looking options with kind of uh, kind of a star looking uh, reflective pattern on them, and then it looks like they're wearing you know some sort of uh, like space visor thing uh, with. <laughs> With, uh, with an earpiece. I'm doing a really good job describing this. This is uh, phenomenal. But uh, uh, this was something that was posted last week. I uh, guess we'll, uh, we'll be able to meet with Chippendale in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom after they were displaced uh, from their normal storybook circus meet and greet due to the distribution of Mr. Toad Popcorn Bucket. Uh, Chippendale will meet during the day near Space Mountain and other areas throughout Tomorrowland as they roam and show off their futuristic costumes. Uh, Blog Mickey spoke to some cast members and said that this will be for a limited time and will be returning to their regularly scheduled meet and greet area in Storybook Circle. So if you don't see Chippendale showing off their Tomorrowland get up and you want to get a picture with Chip and or Dale, uh, maybe go check out the Storybook Circus area and uh, go check that out as well. But uh, speaking of a character meet and greets, let's head back over to Disney's Hollywood Studios because the toys are back in town after being suspended in March of 2020 as the you know world caught fire, as I vaguely wave my arms behind me. Woody, Jesse, and Buzz Lightyear are back in Toy Story Land and meeting with guests. Of course, check the My Disney Experience app for the latest times when you can go meet the toy crew. Um, Jesse and Woody meet together near the entrance to Toy Story Mania, and then Buzz is now meeting guests over near the entrance of the yet-to-be-opened Roundup Rodeo Barbecue near the entrance of Toy Story Land. Um, I have not had the opportunity to meet Woody and Jesse. Every time I've tried to do that, the line ends up being Kind of on the uh, kind of on the long side. Kind of regret, you know, not standing in line to meet those two characters. But I can say I have met Buzz, uh, super fun character, meet and greet. Um, highly recommend that. I will say uh, it's kind of awkward to give Buzz Lightyear a hug around his big giant, you know, space commander outfit. Uh, it, 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 it's kind of bulky and, and, and it's not very conducive for hugs, but uh, but Buzz does his part and, and he's super into it. Super awesome guy. Uh, so go check out the toys because uh, they're now back meeting and greeting in Toy Story Land. But uh, speaking of awkward character interactions, uh, Kylo Ren. Now, we're not talking the Kylo Ren meet and greet uh, in the hangar thingamajig or whatever, but uh, Kylo Ren... Uh, before the world caught fire was, you know, doing kind of a show thing in, uh, in, in, uh, Black Spire Outpost in Galaxy's Edge. Some first order, uh, stormtroopers and officers would come out and then Kylo would come and like, you know, force choke the officer and, you know, 
act like, uh, you know, Billy Badass or whatever. Well, that's back uh, with more entertainment returning to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, another entertainment offering has returned to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. The First Order officer has returned to Black Spire Outpost, uh, and so has the short show slash interaction with Kylo Ren in front of the TIE ships. Um, uh, it's it's fun. It's, 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 it's kind of, you know, that whole thing we wanted when it came to them announcing uh, Galaxy's Edge. Batu, you know, Black Spire Outpost, whatever you want to call it. it it's it's that whole world building. It makes you feel immersed, like you're quote unquote off world. Um, and plus, it gives you something to look at while you're standing in line for you know ogas, or you're standing in line to get your blue or green milk because uh, if you've ever gotten uh, your blue slash green milk, that's that's close to where uh, that is. But you know. There's that. So, um, you know, check that out. Again, I just think it's cool that we're getting closer to, you know, back to normalcy or normalcy, as has been known to say on this very fine podcast. And now one last little bit of news staying in the realm of space. But, you know, this is a uh, space restaurant type thing uh space 220 is changing up some menu options some new options and taking some away now i've never been to space 220 and uh food wise i've heard kind of some uh middling reviews let's just say i think it's more of more of an option where you go for the atmosphere you go for the experience not necessarily for the food that said i would still love to get the opportunity to go check out Space 220 for myself, but uh, Space 220, if you don't know, is in Epcot, attached to the Mission Space Attraction, but is in a separate building. I'm uh, changing up some of the menus. We're going to first look at the lunch menu. If uh, you're a fan of the Galaxy Grain Salad or the Neptune Tartar on the liftoffs, those have been gigged. They gone. Uh, but in their place, a Neptuna Nikos or a roasted beet salad. Those are now being offered in the liftoffs section. I'm guessing those are like your appetizers. Um, uh, if you're a fan of the quinoa burger or the Terra Bolognese, these names are awful. Um, uh, those have also been removed. Uh, this is from the Star Course option, but you do have some new options. The Rocket Flame to Sear Tuna, Roasted Chicken Breasts, or Stuffed Jumbo Shells. Uh, those are new offerings. And the Centauri Burger has been renamed to the Gemini Burger. And then on the dessert side, uh, no new additions, just getting rid of the launch pad and the lunar eclipse. Those are those are those are all gone. And then the atmospheric spirits, the celestial cosmopolitan has been removed, and in its place is the imagination. That is a Bacardi light run, uh, Malibu rum, blood orange, pineapple, passion fruit, and pop rock rim. So and then looking at the dinner menu as well, uh, a lot of the same stuff we just went through on the 
lunch side of things, but uh, particularly on the Supernova Suites, uh, that is a little bit different. I, the shortcake and coconut panna cotta is gone, which I'm, uh, there will be no tears shed in this house because coconut is disgusting, but in its place is the new uh, pistachio and citrus and the peanut caramel comet, which that sounds pretty good. Uh, again, haven't been to Space 220, uh, but don't hate the fact that they're trying to keep their menu fresh, trying new things. So uh, good on them, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but I, but again, from what I hear, food is okay at best, but you kind of go to Space 220 for the atmosphere. But uh, that's all the Disney news that I have for you this week. But I do want to get to some of the answers that y'all threw at me when I asked you what is a favorite memory when it comes to the parks and the holidays. Um, once again, to the surprise of no one, y'all killed it on the social, giving me some phenomenal answers. And once again, I greatly appreciate it. Feel free to get at me on anything park-related. At Does Does Disney, at Landaz on Twitter. I'll even say get at Steffers at It's Steffers on uh, the socials as well when it comes to park-related stuff. Um, uh, Lewis, Disney Pickaday on Twitter, says uh, his best memories are possibly lies when it comes to pictures. Uh, we were there with our three family members, and I have these vague memories of how beautiful Epcot was with all of these lights. And then he shared a picture saying it was uh, 2006. He doesn't have pictures of these from 2004. Uh, and it wasn't even until later that he started taking hundreds, even thousands of pictures every day. But it's this kind of thing that started it. Uh, and he asked, how did I miss this in 2004? We were there for the candlelight processional each year. I could barely walk around the park back then, but still this and he includes just some phenomenal pictures uh go check them out on the uh on the twitter thread if you haven't seen these but also go give uh lewis a follow at disney pickaday uh he has some uh some great pictures he has an eye for the uh for the good picture thing good job lewis thanks for the uh reply uh greatly appreciate it donna gets at us my daughter my granddaughter at two or three years old learning to play musical chairs with Alice in Wonderland and the Mad Hatter in Disneyland at Coke Corner. That is phenomenal. Thank you, Donna. We all love Donna here on Does Does Disney. Jeffers gets at us, heading over to Hollywood Studios on our honeymoon to check out the Osborne lights display, having no idea what to expect and just being blown away. And then it starts to snow? I mean, mm. Man, man, those, mm. that's a memory that, that, I mean, just transcends even park related stuff. Jeffers, that, mm. Jeffers, that's, that's, that's just a phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, memory. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for getting at us with that great memory, Jeffers. Uh, Marissa gets at us saying, oh my gosh, I have so many, but the first one to come to my mind was the first trip my family ever took to Walt Disney World. I was eight and we walked into Mickey's very merry Christmas party and it was snowing on Main Street. As a kid, it was the most 
magical thing in the world, and I still remember that joy and awe combo so clearly. Ah, oh, Marissa. Mm. That's what it's all about. That, that wonderment, that joy, awe combo that you're talking about. Ah, oh, so, so dang good. Love that. Thank you, thank you, Marissa. Uh, Jacqueline uh, gets at us. Elsa lighting up the dream lights with a, with a crying face emoji. Agreed, Jacqueline. Agreed. Um, mm. Man, that would be a good memory. Yeah, I'm 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 noticing a lot of a lot of a lot of Christmas memories, y'all. I, I I'm I'm noticing a trend. No uh no uh no love for for me as a Halloween kid, but uh but but I I <laughs> I do respect that, y'all. Uh, cause Christmas. Christmas is cool. And then finally, uh, Adam Adam says, I went uh, Christmas Day 2007. First of all, I could not imagine the uh, crowd that you dealt with on Christmas Day 2007. Anyway, and I thought they filmed the Christmas Parade live on ABC. I asked the cast members, where's the film crew in Regis? And they said they filmed that in November. Yeah. Adam has a memory, and he also got a life lesson on how television works. Yeah. Though Michael uh, does follow up saying, I think the last year that uh, they did it live was in 1999. So, uh, Adam, you were only about, uh, let me do some quick math. Uh, you're only like eight years late, Adam. So uh, so there was, there's that. There's, there's that. But uh, thank you all. So much for uh, interacting with us on social media. Greatly appreciate it. Y'all are the best fans in the uh, podcast and game. Greatly appreciate. Well, just y'all. Not not just the time you give us, but but I just appreciate y'all. I know uh, I know Thanksgiving is uh, you know a couple weeks away, but I'm thankful for each and every one of y'all. But uh, that feels like a podcast, and uh, quite frankly. I've talked a lot over the last little bit, and uh, I'm tired, and I think I need to uh, lay down. So uh, let's go ahead and do some plugs. Uh, follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com, buttmunchchips. Oh, yeah, Steffers is a sit-on-your-button-munch. I also uh, appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the News Talk 987 app as well. Oh, that's a lot of talking. Uh, I really am tired. Might go take a nap. Man, this whole like uh, sp- falling back thing has really messed with my internal clock. I have no idea what time it is anymore. Uh. Anyway, uh, thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Disney and Universal, pay your cast members and pay your team members a living wage. We love coming down to your parks. We even tolerate spending all of our money down there. But without them, none of what you have going on happens. So treat them and pay them like the rock stars that they are. And be decent to each other. You don't know what everybody else has going on in their lives. You don't know what everybody else is going through. And you don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture will go. Costs you nothing to be nice either. So, you know, be decent to each other and take care of yourself. I'm not talking just physically. I'm talking mentally too, because your physical health, that's important. But your mental health can be just 
is important, maybe even more so in this day and age. And uh, breathe and have some fun. If you do those two things, that would mean the world to me. So for an absent Steffers, my name is Landon Doan. Thank you so much for coming along on another edition of Daz Does Disney. You've been great. We've been Daz Does Disney. Stay tuned for the secret sound, you Jedi scum. Oh, well, I feel lightheaded. Level, 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 level. Let's plug some headphones in. One, two, three, four, one, two, three. Well, my name's Landon Doan, and I'm here to say I love rapping in a major way. I said a major way. Okay, I don't actually love rapping in a major way. That's a lie. Oh, and then if you do want to... Uh, Landon needs a drink here real quick. I hate these earbuds. What the... You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything up. I just always wanted to say that.